So if you could design your ideal week, your what's in it? What does your day look like? Um, and so we try to schedule out around that ideal week. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I have my most amazing guest, Emily. Emily, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So give us a 5,000 foot view of who you are and what you'd love to do. So um, I am the founder and CEO of a company called Delegate Solutions. And I'm also a mom to a 15 year old um, and a lot of dogs and chickens. Um, but professionally, what I love to do is help people leverage their time. So I believe that we're all here to make an impact in the world. And when, when we're entrepreneurs, we start out, you know, fire in our belly. We're so excited about what we're here to do. And then we get really busy and bogged down with the day-to-day -day operations of running a business. And we can sometimes lose sight of it or feel like it's, it's out of reach. And I really think that delegation is the way to clear the space in our lives to get back to what we're here to contribute. Here, here. Awesome. This is going to be a fantastic conversation because you're, you're preaching to the choir here. But how did you get into delegation in particular? So I spent the early part of my career in um, professionally working as an executive assistant. And when I was pregnant with my son, I sort of realized like, hey, I really like what I'm doing and I'm good at it, but I don't want to commute in and out of the city every day. And and I wanted a lot more flexibility, but I still wanted professional work. So I, at that point, the industry, virtual assistant industry was new. And um, I still think it's quite new, but with COVID, it's sort of normalized all of a sudden, which has been interesting. But, uh, you know, learned about the industry and sort of realized I could take my skills and work from home doing the same exact thing. So my old bosses came on as clients and you know, years and years later, the business model has evolved and changed. And now we have about 50 employees all working from home across the U.S., um, working with entrepreneurs to help them free up their time. Nice. I love that. So let's start with the executive assistant side, just because I know you're personally familiar with it. <laughs> so what makes a good executive assistant? And we're going to go into the roles that kind of like segregate that, because I think a virtual assistant is very different than an executive assistant, which is very different than a lot of other things, but we'll get into that in a bit. Let's start at the top. Yeah. So what makes a good EA or just assistant yeah. in general? Let's start with executive assistant, like top notch. Yeah, I think, you know, EAs are just uh, alumni AAs, so <laughs> they're just <laughs> doing it longer and have a more evolved skill set and toolbox. But I think what we look for when we're hiring our employees is an innate spirit of helping others, which is one of our core values. And it's, for us, you have to want to help people and it has to get you up in the morning because you know clients are trying to get these things off their plates and they're very frustrated by a lot of the work that we do. So you have to love administrative work. You have to love helping people and um, really sort of have a vision around how you're going to help them get from where they are to where they're trying to go. Nice. 
So what makes somebody love administration work? For what, first off, let's describe what is administration work to those who haven't separated the two of them mm -hmm. yet. So, I mean, typically that's calendaring, inbox, travel planning, personal tasks, um, can be project management, building out processes, data entry. I mean, I could go on for hours and hours about the different levels of tasks. Um, but it's all of the back office stuff. And I believe that the back office stuff is the backbone of our business. And as entrepreneurs, ignoring that is not serving our vision because we're not able to deliver on what we're selling on the front end. So, you know, I think as an entrepreneur, a strong commitment to getting the back office running right is really an important thing to be aware of. Nice. So let's get into the executive side of things. What, what do you see as being one of the biggest mistakes entrepreneurs make when they're looking at hiring out? Um, one of the biggest mistakes that they make when they want to hire an EA, mm -hmm. probably rushing the process. Um, you know, this is a really big deal because delegation is all about trust and process. And so rushing into it because it's painful or it's taking forever, or you're not really finding what you're looking for is probably the number one sin that I think entrepreneurs, business owners might commit because they just want to get it off their to-do list. <laughs> yeah, I can totally appreciate that. And I hear that a lot about a lot of the things that they have to do. So that's awesome. So how do you start working with somebody? What's somebody knocks on your door and goes, hey, I need you. <laughs> Where do you go from there? Yeah, so we're a delegation company. So we have built out an entire delegation system that helps people think about how to delegate. So we're not the service where we're like, tell us what you want us to do today. That's not at all the language that we speak. We speak, tell us what your goals are. Tell us what you're trying to do. Let's do some exercises around how your time is being spent and find those things that you're doing that don't contribute to where you're going. And then we build a delegation strategy around that. So for us, the most important thing that we need out of our clients is, is a willingness to be able to explain what their priorities are and then sort of trust the process from there. Nice. And when you're getting people to explain their priorities, I'm guessing that people that are new to the whole world of, <laughs> of working with somebody else aren't necessarily going to be really good at that because they just know that they want this thing done, but they don't really know how they want it done or why they want it done or when it has to be done or <laughs> where it has to go. So what are, what are some of the complications that you see entrepreneurs having and some of the struggles? Yeah, you just listed them. So, <laughs> you know, we get so excited about our ideas and that's a, a wonderful attribute, but at the same time, we have to be able to explain that to others or we're just gonna be constantly in the middle of it. And so taking a minute to have to explain what the project is, why it's important to you, what success looks like is really what's gonna move the needle when it comes to delegation. Because if we're not clear on that part, delegation is never gonna move the needle for us. We're just always gonna feel like, you know, this is too hard or I'm not good at this or I don't wanna do this anymore because the time that we free up by handing things off, if we're not redirecting that towards the things that are really going to energize us, it's just it's just like a, va a vacuum of time. It will just refill with more and more stuff because we're so used to being busy. It feels really comfortable to stay in that space. So 
it's it's a critical part to delegation is is being able to give some success criteria on the larger stuff. Nice. And when somebody starts getting the hang of the whole delegation thing, what kind of surprises have you seen happen? Um, you know, one of the cool things that we like to do with clients is um, talk about what an ideal week looks like for them. So if you could design your ideal week, your what's in it? What does your day look like? Um, and so we try to schedule out around that ideal week. So a lot of the times what we'll do is take a regular week and overlay an ideal week on top of it and just sort of see where the dissonance is. Um, <laughs> the Grand but, Canyon. Know, yeah. And I think a lot of the times it's like, I got to take a Friday off or I got to go on vacation and not have to worry about my email. Like it's those kinds of really meaningful things that make our work so rewarding. Nice. And it sounds like you're pretty hands-on with the employers. So it's not just, Hey, here's your assistant. I hope it works out for you guys. No, not at all. So <laughs> we're, we are a system as a service. So we're not like a staffing agency or a matchmaking agency. Like our team are our employees. They're full-time um, W-2 employees that we hire, manage, train, and they work in teams to kind of systematically pull the work off your plate. Nice. Love that. So who do you love to work with? Who's your ideal client? We love visionary leaders, um, visionary leaders who are willing to temper themselves for the good of moving things forward. So I was at an event this weekend and the guy explained what we do as like, we've created the ultimate squirrel trap for people. <laughs> you picture like squirrels love to chase shiny objects. Yeah. Like, you know, we're here to like keep you in check. So like, sure, we can work on that. Let's put it on the parking lot. Let's get through the things we've already just sort of committed to as priorities, you know? So cute. <laughs> you caught me, I had to toss my <laughs> cat off my desk. Um, excellent, so give us an example of a Cinderella story, one of your clients that kind of went from the proverbial rags to riches story. So they were struggling, having a tough time and made it out the other side. Yeah, I just wrote a book on delegation and I and I give a story of someone like this. Um, basically, this person was working for their father. Their father owned the company um, and they would kind of show up. Let's just say his name is John. So John would just show up every day and um, do what was needed of him and support his dad. And Tom or John hired an assistant on a whim and the assistant really had nothing to do because John didn't know how to delegate to her. So she was just kind of sitting there frustrated. Um, and then his father passed away and he had to step up into his father's um, seat as visionary for the company, but he had no vision. So he had to take some quiet time away to really reflect on what his vision was and what he wanted his legacy to be. He came back and he just, he just started letting go of things and putting the right people in the right seats. and. Um, he, when I asked him what was the most important realization that he had, it was just to, to get out of everybody's way. And I think that's what I've seen personally in my company. And it's one of the most exciting, empowering things that you can do as a leader is to like develop leadership beneath you and just get out of their way. You know, like it's, it's a really fun thing to watch happen. Nice. Absolutely. It is. So what do you think is that transitionary piece between um, 
not knowing how to delegate <laughs> to somebody going, okay, if I don't do this right, I'm not going to have any clients anymore. That panic that entrepreneurs get into. If you're not as good as me, nothing's going to be good enough. And, and that learning space that somebody needs to have <laughs> to be able to take on those tasks to then get to the point where things run better without them. So we, we coach people to baby steps. So let's start with a really low hanging fruit delegation, build some confidence, um, and then sort of explore a delegation tied to one of your goals. And in that process, excuse me, explain what success looks like. Tell the person why it's important to you. Agree on who is doing what by when. Have a daily, if not weekly, um, sync up to sort of get on the same page when it comes to that. So there's some best practices. And I have an ebook out that we have on the landing page for your listeners if they're looking. We'll get there. We'll get there. Hold on. <laughs> awesome. So um, tell us first, what are some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be going through right now? And they're thinking, oh my God, Emily, I need you so bad. <laughs> so there's a million. Um, I think <laughs> entrepreneurs are notorious for not wanting to let go because they're so caught up in being busy all the time. And we get this sort of adrenaline rush from solving all the problems and being the hero and putting out the fires that, you know, pretty soon that becomes our identity. And so if we're not really clear on what we would, what we should be doing instead, we tend to hang on to stuff because we're just like the fear of the unknown, right? Like, well, everyone will think I'm a fraud or I haven't earned this freedom yet. I mean, we literally hear entrepreneurs say these types of things to us. It's very, it's really, I think delegation is total. Uh -huh transformation work you know absolutely it is I would concur wholeheartedly because like let's go into some of those things that that really hold people back because I don't think it's just new entrepreneurs that think that way either I think a lot of people that I've seen in very successful positions have those same fear and concern that if somebody knows what kind of a, excuse the expression, kind of a shit show that I got going on back here, um, you know, I'm going to be exposed for what's really going on. And really all they need is just somebody that's really good at organizing things because that's not their forte and that's okay. And that's okay. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I think so many people. So in my book, I talk the first third of it, I talk about mindset and mindset is all is all of this deep work that needs to happen for us to actually be able to delegate. And before we can even like learn how to delegate, we need to get right with ourselves around self-limiting beliefs, self-sabotaging thoughts we might have that come up for us around why we don't let go. And they can be like the example I gave earlier, where it's like generational and it's something to do with how you were brought up and your father's telling you all the time, you know, you're seeing him work 20 hours a day and that, you know, is valuable to him for some reason. So there's these ingrained deep things that hold us back. But I hear a lot of entrepreneurs say like, my work's too complicated to hand off. And I can assure you as like a company that's been doing this for 15 years, you're not unique. There's nothing going on in your world that like, isn't the same administratively from engineer to neurosurgeon, whatever, like it's still admin work. Um, and so that, that's just an excuse. I love that because really at the end of the day, admin is taking this pile over here and putting it over there. Yeah. They just do it better than entrepreneurs do. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, it, it really can hold people back. It's like, well, I can't do it because it's too complicated. It's like, well, 
but it's still admin work. So <laughs> just because it's got, you know, like a, a science title or something doesn't mean that it's still not admin work. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I want to know more about the book and what you got going on. So you can start churning those engines in the back end. But when it comes to, um, you had hit on something when it was the, the, um, the doctors or whatever that need an admin person. Oh, that's what it was is I get the entrepreneurial world and I get all of their kind of personality, their quirks, their ADD-ness. I think we have a real issue realizing that somebody actually really likes doing admin work. So <laughs> what is it about admin work that administrative people like to do? It's funny. When I was an admin way back in the day, I remember saying, I love to be backstage. I would never want to be front stage. And like, here I am today, I'm front stage, you know, <laughs> people change, I guess, but I think there's that component of it. Like people, there's people that just love to support the star, right? Like that's their contribution. Um, so there's that. And then we look at something called Colby, K-O-L-B-E. Um, and that's an assessment that you can take that gives you a four digit code that talks about, are you someone that loves a lot of detail? Are you really good with follow through? Are you really quick to execute? And do you need like tactile things to sort of understand concepts, right? So we look at the first three numbers and we're always looking for high fact finder, high follow through um, for our admins. And our clients are usually low fact finder, low follow through and very <laughs> high quick start. Um, and our team is gonna be low quick start. So, you know, my team, I'll present like something I'm really excited about and they'll be like, okay, well, we need to process this, you know, like <laughs> they, they need to take a minute and, you know, we'll, we'll have Q and A tomorrow because they need to process it. So like there's different personality traits and work styles to people that make you a stronger admin. <laughs> I love that. And I think too, a lot of patients has to come with it, especially if people don't understand personality typing, because I know in the disc profiles, I'm a high D. So mm -hmm. when I explain somebody thing to somebody, I'm using it as few words as possible to get it out of my head as quickly as possible. And they're staring at me like, you want me to do what? And I'm like, okay, well, tell me what you think you heard. Let's mm -hmm. start with that. <laughs> see where we go from there. And then they go on and on and on and on and repeat themselves three times because they just need to get it organized in their head and they have to verbalize it in order to organize it. And I know that <laughs> I still go like, okay, you done. <laughs> and I can, and there are times when even I lose patience with it. And I know that people that are new to that whole experience are thinking like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. And I, and I think it's important to know that they're not really doing anything wrong. It's just some people need to say things out loud in order to make sense of it inside their head. And we, we, as the delegators, need to give them time to be able to do that. Yeah, a lot of the times our clients hate, like, if we're like, okay, well, write this process out for me. No way. <laughs> so we will I'll tell you, <laughs> we will interview you to capture it. Yeah, like there's modifications like that that we make based on the personality of the person we're supporting. Nice. Love that. That's awesome. Okay. So I know that our listeners are going to be eager to get started with you. So how did they start their journey with you? Oh, um, yeah. So we created a, a page for your listeners, um, delegatesolutions.com slash business ownership. Nice. And on that page, you can get our ebook for free. You can get, um, you can learn about our elevation quarter, which is a delegation course that we run every month or so. 
um, you can have a discovery call and then there's tons of resources on there that you can download for free. Awesome. That's fantastic. Thank you. So tell us more about your book of kind of what are the kind of high notes of it? Yeah. So my book is called Let It Go. And the subtitle is how to finally master delegation and scale freedom across your organization. So we're talking about not just getting you elevated, but what if your whole company was like, what if your whole team was working on things that energize them and feel like they're making an impact? How much more impactful could our organizations be if everyone was leveraged? So we talk about cascading delegation throughout the company, but again, it's broken into three parts. The first is all mindset. So we talk through all of these self-sabotaging thoughts. Um, then we move into um, technique, which is actually how to delegate. And then the last part is execution. And that's where we talk through, okay, now that we know how to delegate, we're in the right frame of mind. How do we really go places with this? Nice. I love that. Everything, every entrepreneur needs to know where they are in their business. Because I think too, a lot of, this is very pertinent for the new ones that have never had assistants or VAs or people that are going online and have always been able to say, here, take care of this paperwork. <laughs> and they yeah. don't necessarily know how to articulate what they want. Uh, it, however, I also see that a lot of senior um, VPs and C-suites are, are still in that point where they can get really used to someone and then that person leaves and then they don't really remember what they did to start that whole process again. It's a scary place. I mean, delegation, like I said, it's about trust in a lot of cases. And, you know, I would encourage everyone listening, if you have an assistant, make sure they're documenting what they're doing, what frequency they're doing it at, what their typical month looks like, because there's ton, there's going to be tons of repeatable things that they're doing. Um, and make sure that they've got that stuff captured for you and you know where to access it. Nice. Great tips. <laughs> That's awesome. So I have to ask you this, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? You know, I don't even know if I've, if I've ever had that what? point. I was, I was raised by teachers. I thought I would always be a teacher. My mother used to say, no, you're going to go into business. I had no idea what that meant. She didn't know what that meant. And then I went to school to be a teacher and never became a teacher. So I don't know when it happened, but it was somewhere around probably year three where it went from me just like doing this flexibly for myself to like sort of having some entrepreneurial vision. I use it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, and I have to ask because I think it hits everybody differently. And the people listening, um, it's nice to know that somebody else out there is just like them. And it's like, oh, okay, you've done it. I can do it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for your time. This has been fantastic. I appreciate your time immensely. So any last words for our peeps? Just keep going. Don't give up. I think, you know, it's, there's a lot that I do just with affirmations to keep myself in the right frame of mind, but you know, as long as you have a vision for where you're trying to go and you have passion around it and it's needed in the world, which I'm sure it is, like, just keep going. Don't give up. Beautiful. Thank you. This is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you so much for being here with us today. If you know anyone that would make a great guest for the show, or if you have a topic or a question that you'd like me to discuss, reach out to me at michelle at awarenessstrategies.com or connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. 
Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.